Hi, I'm Veronica Jane, and welcome to This Isn't Me podcast. Ever found yourself in a moment where you look at your life and realize, this isn't me? Maybe it was you in the past, and it's not you anymore. Sharing powerful stories of breakthroughs and transformation. Practical and playful, scientific and spiritual. Right and wrong left at the door. It's a many sizes fit all situation. Full of imperfection and messiness. Sharing. Asking questions with authentic, vulnerable conversations. This isn't me. Hi, welcome to This Isn't Me podcast. I am Veronica Jane. We're about to jump into an episode which is a bit special. It is my friend Karina Wellen as a special guest interviewing me. She's using this for her podcast and I asked if we could record it together with my equipment and my place and then we could both launch the episode and experiment there. So I'm really excited to see what um, how Karina shares it and I'm sharing it today. We talk all things love, dating, and fucking off the rules. Really creating a relationship that is all of you. Too much, too soon. Nah, too many rules. Letting yourself be all too much, be too, do things too soon, and just embracing it. If you're here just to <laughs> be a peeping Tom and a snoop, I give a lot of relationship updates from about 46 minutes in. I share all about the beautiful new man that I've brought in and everything from the past up into those 46 minutes that led me to where I'm at now and the possibilities for the future. So enjoy the episode. Thank you so much, Karina, for interviewing me and for sharing of yourself, for talking all about how we see a possibility where people just make their own rules and create love and relationships that suit them, really bringing all of themselves, having depth of conversation and creating a new possibility for what love gets to feel like and what relationships get to be like. Enjoy. Hello and welcome. I am Karina Whelan. I'm a women's mindset coach and mentor. I'm a registered nurse and I'm a mum of three. Tonight I am recording with Veronica Jane. Hello. Hi. Can you, how would you like to be introduced? How do you I like to describe that. yourself? I'm me. I'm Veronica Jane. It's such an interesting thing when someone asks you to introduce yourself. Hey. Totally. Um, so for me, I am a woman in the world. And I'm a beautiful mess. I'm perfectly imperfect. I work as a embodiment and empowerment coach. Mm -hmm. I'm also an educator. I host events and I'm a qualified primary school teacher, a previous nanny, an ex-wife, an ex-lover, a current lover, <laughs> a friend, a comedian, a, a sovereign being, a laugh lover, a laugh inducer, um, open-minded, open-hearted human. I love it. That's an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Figuring it all up, messing it up along the way. And we're going to talk about dating, dating after divorce, mm. but more so who are we showing up as mm. and the lessons that we have learned and who we were and who we've become along the journey and what you think has been the most important things for you to learn that has enabled you to create a wholesome, beautiful, loving, authentic relationship? With myself? With yourself and with a partner. Yeah, the growing possibilities there. Yeah. What an important topic, hey? Like, one of the things that you and I connected over is that, like relationship journey with self, like mm -hmm. leaving codependent relationships, identifying the ways that we were 
playing victim, identifying the ways that we were hiding in blame, identifies the the different archetypes that we kind of minimized ourselves to. Yeah. And then the possibility of what's possible in the next relationship we choose to create by going and doing the deep relationship work with ourselves. Which yeah, it has to start with ourselves, right? Well, I've been dancing with that recently and wondering if if that's a paradox in itself. Like perhaps there's a possibility of of learning love for self through others. Because when you think about it, I've been doing a lot of work with um, emotionally focused therapy mm-hmm. and like embodiment work like through yoga. And there's that concept of like, what is self? Okay. And well, well really, when you learn to love yourself, you're modeling the ideal mother or the ideal father. And a lot of the work I do is inner child work and reparenting work. So maybe you actually are learning how to love yourself through the model of a relationship with another. True, because the quality of how you love yourself also shows up in the quality of your partner, doesn't it? Is that what you mean? other intimate relationships. So I've done a lot of the work. I chose to leave a marriage Mm -hmm. and I chose to leave my last partner because I knew I needed to do some deep inner work. I saw I had an abandonment story I was playing out. I was becoming codependent and I was like, I can't keep doing the only strategy I have is dysfunctional. So I'm going to choose not to relate till I can Mm -hmm. change my strategy. And then I can go do further work in relationship. And that's really my mission. And that's what I believe is, I know is working and has worked for me and works for many. And I'm also curious if people like we could do that in relationship Mm -hmm. and learn because a lot of my self-love when I look at it, how insecure I was as a young woman, my ex-husband actually taught me a lot of to love myself because where I held a lot of insecurity he actually bolstered me. It was like with our coaches, right? Yeah, Where they're like, I'll hold the belief in you until you have it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So in this emotionally focused therapy model, it's like, how do we be a safe, secure mm-hmm. base and haven for another mm-hmm. so they can come back to self? Yes. So maybe there is a really beautiful model of those learning to love self through other. And maybe it's just our experience mm-hmm. that it's been self-love first to love another. Okay. Yeah. Because I, 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 I just started working with a client who was like, hey, I really want to work with you. And I'm a little bit scared of what might happen to my relationship mm-hmm. if I grow and change. Yes. And I was like, whoa, babe, what if it's just a permission slip? Well, as you start growing, he'll feel permission to grow yes. too. And what if you get to make him feel safe through your growth and you tell him you're growing for him and with him and because of him, not to grow apart. So... I wonder if there's this story for some that like I need to leave a relationship to learn self-love. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, 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 no. If you've Ava, left a relationship, Ava. go yes. and do the self-love yes. and you'll learn to love better. And you can learn in relationship too because that's what we were talking about today. Yeah. What I want to know is when you first started dating after your divorce, who were you being? How did you feel and how did you show up? Yeah, great questions. So for me, to backtrack a little, I was, my parents divorced when I was six. Mm -hmm. And the moment that happened, I unconsciously had an abandonment wound and played that out. So I dated very, very briefly as a Mm -hmm. young woman. I essentially didn't, I had a boyfriend at 15 and then I didn't really date until after high school. Mm -hmm. And then really my husband was one of the first men I really dated and we did on and off. So I dated other men before him and I were exclusive and before we got into a more serious relationship. And then my husband, I met him at eight, just before my 19th birthday. Yeah, We were dating from when I was 21 exclusively, got married when I was 25. 
And then I got divorced when I was, we split up when I was in my Jesus year. I was 33. Okay. Which makes sense. Um, so yeah, in that end of our relationship, the last few years, we had an open relationship. Mm -hmm. And then I unpack a lot of that in my podcast, but essentially why I shared that is to give context to how I dated. Sure. So because when I separated from my husband, we were still work. Not that that was the best model. Cause like we know in therapy, we just went and talked about our problems. Yeah. They gave us some beautiful communication models yeah. and yet we didn't know how to regulate and how yeah. to come back to love and how to get away from the emotions because we weren't ready to experience them. Yeah. So how I showed up dating after my ex-husband was, I was in such a trauma wound mm -hmm. and so afraid of being abandoned that I was like, I really played inner, I played seductress a okay. lot. Yeah. I seduced men. Okay. I'd learned a lot through my open relationship. I knew how powerful sexuality was. Mm -hmm. I felt safe in my body sexually, mm -hmm. which, oh, Katie's coming for a cuddle. Hello. So I did a lot of knowing I could get a man to fall in love with me. Yeah. yeah and like, huge. I didn't know it at the time and okay. I can see but it, it felt now. like, did you think it felt like love at the time or it felt like oh, that was what you were wanting? <sighs> One of the ways I got my husband to open up was by recognizing he was very kinesthetic and mm -hmm. he needed to be touched okay. and he needed to feel safe mm -hmm. and he needed to know, like I cared for him, like they're all of that. And I mistakenly linked that to sex. So rather than recognizing I could help him feel safe in his body and near my body and with my body, I thought that was sexually. And that yeah. is one way that you can do it. Yeah. And it's powerful. So when I left my marriage, I knew that that helped men connect, being touched, being looked at. And I put that in the context of sex. Okay. So a lot of how I dated when I left my husband was like, how do I help men feel sexually free? And I actually had a few partners who were like, you know, I had um, premature ejaculation issues or I had erectile fears and dysfunction. And with you, I just didn't have that because you made me feel so safe and you were so patient and you were so intuitive wow. and you said all the right things. But essentially, I was a people pleaser. Okay. So I knew what men wanted and I knew how to play that. I'd learned the different archetypes that were alluring. Mm. So you weren't really thinking about what you actually wanted. No. It was more to do with how to get them yeah. to want you. So I could feel safe yeah. in a relationship again. Yeah. So I jumped into a next relationship, which we were polyamorous the whole way through. Mm -hmm. And I could see my inner child felt unsafe. Mm -hmm. I could feel it. And I didn't know how to feel safe. Because yeah. during my marriage, my open relationship helped me feel more safe temporarily because mm -hmm. I felt I couldn't be abandoned. Yes. Because yeah. if I was open, how could he leave? Yeah. It was already, there was nowhere to go. Yes. And he couldn't cheat on me because we were open. Yeah. And the thing is, you can. You can lose trust. And mm -hmm. that's what love is about. Commitment, trust, and safety. Yes. So we lost all of those things. Like the Gottman Institute does a lot of beautiful research on what makes long-running, successful, loving okay. relationships. And that's the three that's things that comes down to. Commitment, mm -hmm. trust, and safety. Yeah, beautiful. Okay. So what were we committed to? Yeah. There was no trust because we had parameters and boundaries on our open relationship. Mm -hmm. And because we felt unsafe, we'd get dysregulated and then break each other's trust as a way to pull each other back. Okay. From an attachment perspective, it was like very fearful, avoidant, dancing back and forth between come here, go away, come here, go away. Mm. So yeah, once I saw that in my polyamorous relationship with my second partner, I didn't know how to get safety back. Okay. And he'd broken my trust so many times because 
of things he was dealing with from his own insecurity. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, what are we committed to? So once I saw that, yeah. and had played out enough victim abandonment wound stuff in my second relationship, that's when I think how I showed up in a dating world is actually valuable in what to do yes. to share. Yeah. So that's why I gave that backstory. Because what I see now is that there's a lot of rules and there's a lot of games and there's a lot of blame out there. Yeah, it's everyone else's fault. Do you? And oh no, I also think it's like blaming the woman that she texted to. Oh, blaming soon. yourself. You know, like you nearly had the perfect relationship, but you texted mm. too quickly and things like that. And I feel that what women uh, can be concentrating on, which is when am I meant to text this person, yep. is not what we should be concentrating on. Yeah, great. You know, so it's like doing the inner work and it's been able to show up authentically. And is that what you have found? Yeah, great. Now with your dating. Yeah, okay. So because at the end of my last relationship, I saw how deeply I had abandoned myself. Mm. That was fucking powerful because I recognized that until I fully saw, Mm. felt, heard, and knew myself, I would never feel fully seen, heard, felt, and known in a relationship. Which was great because I asked my ex if he wanted to be monogamous. I knew, I saw more and more of myself. I started doing yoga Mm -hmm. and studying to be a yoga teacher and a meditation teacher. So I got a lot of time with my body. Mm -hmm. I got to somatically experience myself. I got embodied again. I got more kinesthetic awareness. I got to feel my emotions again. So through that, I remember saying to him, "Um, I've been pretending that I'm not good enough and that I don't deserve the love that I desire. And I want a lifelong partner. I really do. I want a person to do life with. I want to have children with. I want to be deeply committed. I want to do all the deep work with someone. I want to go into the depths of who I am and who they are. And I now see that that isn't possible in polyamory and open relationships, not to the depth that I desire Mm -hmm. because the safety is gone. Yes. Which some people do much better in polyamorous and open Mm -hmm. relationships. Mm -hmm. The commitment, you have to get really clear on what you're committed to. And I realized I wanted someone to commit it to me first. I didn't want to think there was another or two other women that could need him like to the depth I wanted to be able Mm -hmm. to fully need him and surrender to him but if he was planning to have sexual experiences or children with other women and me from a practical perspective how was he going to be in all those places and how was I going to like I was already spread thin between being who I wanted to be professionally and for myself and then adding the relationship in so it was really great because then I saw okay I need to get to know myself Like, actually, because once I saw that's what I wanted, I was like, well, then why was I in an open relationship? And why was I poly? Like, really? I learned a whole lot through it, and I so value it. And for so many people, that's a really powerful way for them to do some self-growth because you get a bunch of relationship mirrors instead of one. Instead of one. And we know the potency of the growth that can happen in relationships. And if you're not doing the inner work, Mm -hmm. you'll create a shitstorm in your life. So so was it that you didn't feel good enough is the reason why you did poly? No. uh, So part of it was seeking validation outside of myself. Um, It also, I went on a really beautiful embodiment journey because I had sexual trauma from early in my life, very minimal Mm -hmm. compared to some others. Yeah. Like it, it didn't physically harm me. Okay. I just made a story mm-hmm. about sex. Well, why did you do poly? Oh, yeah. So I was looking for external validation. Mm-hmm. I got to learn to go in my body. I got to okay. clear up um, stories about sexuality, what sex me meant. I got to get rid of all the shame okay. around sexuality. I was fully empowered in my sexuality and awesome. how I got to fuck. Like my inner prostitute was like, 
Yes. <laughs> so I'm really valuable. I'm, mm-hmm. va- I'm very grateful for that journey. So how that impacts dating though, is then I go, okay, so who, do, what do you want? Yes. Cause you thought you wanted a polyamorous relationship. Yes. And now this man, like he said to me, like you changed your mind on this. What else might you change your mind on? True. I was like, well, I'm changing my mind cause I want more of you mm-hmm. and more mm-hmm. commitment to you. Okay. Not less. And it was coming from a place of scarcity and fear. And so yeah, I went and did the deep inner work and was like, who are you? What do you like? What's going on with your career? What are you mm-hmm. building? What's your mm-hmm. purpose? I looked at so many areas of life sure. so I could actually create the life that I loved. And so then how did that then turn to when you started showing up in dating? Yeah. How did that, do you feel like you changed oh, okay. how you were with your dating? Yeah, okay, so it was so fun because I saw I had been really empowered sexually. I'd really grateful and proud of myself for that. I actually let myself go through the shame and guilt of actually using my sexuality to coerce mm-hmm. men. Because yes. I, when I looked really deeply, I saw with my ex-boyfriend, I'm like, I remember sitting with him on, within the first months of our relationship and going, this is not my person. Oh. He's got so much to explore for himself. Mm-hmm. And then I'm there I am, 34 years old, going, well, I want a family. And he says he wants it too. Yes. You know, maybe if he, if I fuck him enough, if I give him the type of relationship he wants, then he'll want me enough. And it was still playing on this enoughness stuff. Right. And like, I didn't, I wasn't conscious of that at the time, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I remember thinking like, how does he think he's going to have that and that? And then me being like, if I have a magical enough pussy and love him enough from my heart, he'll, he'll see that he actually wants whatever. So yeah, I saw for myself, I went on a 40 day dick detox okay. is what I called it. Yeah. I was like, if 40 days is good enough for Jesus <laughs> to go into the desert, that's good enough for me. I'll go a 40 day dick detox. So I made a commitment, put it in my calendar. I was like, mm-hmm. no intimacy, no dating, no sex, no anything. Okay. So no dating, nothing. Nothing. Okay, great. And then I did 40 days and I was like, oh babe, that's so cute. That is um... not long enough. Like that is not long enough. And because I had used sex to co-regulate for mm-hmm. so long. Because it got me in my body. Okay. I knew that I did a, like a codependency course when I let, left that partner. And it helped me see the covert ways that I was codependent. Sure. Which, do you want to talk a little bit about covert contracts now before I share yeah. more? Yeah. So that's what I've been realizing and speaking with others about is this covert contract that we have. So it's almost an expectation that we have in our head of how this relationship or this date is going to play out but yet not expressing that. And so mm-hmm. then when it doesn't... Or this marriage or this yeah. partnership, not just this date yes. and also in dating. And so then when it doesn't happen, like you're almost angry or upset yeah. at them for something that they don't, they're not even aware of. That's when I think women show up as what people will call crazy. Yes. That's when we're in our shadow fam yes. or whatever, right? Is because we know this and it's a lot of times it's right on the edge of what we're aware mm. of. So maybe it's unconscious and a lot of times it's conscious and we don't want to admit it. Yeah. So we like kind of dance with it a bit. And yeah. And then for me that showed up as those covert contracts when they don't honor it. And like, I was this worst in my marriage with like, he should just know. Yeah. You should know yes. how I'm feeling. And he's like, well, I don't. Yes. Once I learned in my marriage to just tell him what mm-hmm. I wanted and what yeah. I needed, it yeah. was a lot better. And the extra step was learning to tell him what I wanted and needed with softness Mm. and from love and with commitment without attachment. Mm -hmm. Like, and so I'm sure we'll get into that, but that concept of covert contracts is so valuable to like really be honest with yourself and look at like, what do I want in relationship? Mm -hmm. So that's what I went and created 
after the 40 days, I went and let myself have a sexual experience because mm-hmm. I'd done a lot of regulating and re- recognized I knew a lot. Mm-hmm. So I let myself go and have like a, a more chaotic sexual experience to see if it would activate me the way it used to. Okay. You know, what wouldn't previously turn me on. Okay. And how was it? I went and it was like nothing. I was like, oh, really? There was things he did. I was like, so like, I felt disrespected. I felt unheard, unseen. I was just like, I want wow. love. I don't want sex. So it was, so you could say it was a similar experience that you had in the past, but now in this yes. space, it wasn't. Yeah. The energy wow. was gone. The eroticism was gone because wow. I'd done so much to identify that that wasn't who I was anymore. Mm-hmm. So it was really great to test that theory. I remember like, we were having an intimate exchange and I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm I, he crossed a boundary okay. that I had verbalized. Yes. And I was like, hey, I just don't feel safe with you now. I'm good. I want to end this exchange. And I was like, thanks. And I went home and I never communicated with that man again. Huge. Because I saw I was playing up shit with him too, right? Yes. So it was really great to test that for me. And like, that's one of my biggest pieces of advice is like, let yourself go figure yourself out. Mm-hmm. Go make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like, go test your theories. Like, do them yeah. safely. Yes. Um, but like... Go explore who you are and who you might be because sometimes you don't know until you until touch the edge there. of exactly. your boundary, right? So that was really great. And then I was like, okay, so more than 40 days then. Mm-hmm. Like get serious. Yes. What are you committed to? And I just did a lot of me time. Yeah. So I went really intentional mm. when I, I was like, okay, go off mm. and get clear on who you are, what you want, what yes. do you enjoy. So it was like, what am I doing with my career? Mm-hmm. I started my podcast, which yeah. gave me a sense of purpose. Perfect. And like, I have a message to share. I don't know where it's going. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do, do it. it, which was fucking great. So I got to play with imperfection. I got to be mm-hmm. not ready and I just got to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. built so much self-trust Yes, because I was like, look at me showing up for myself. And you're committing to something. Because what I used to say to the men that were my partners is like, you're not your word, which they weren't because oh. I wasn't my oh, word. Huge. So when I started committing to something and yes. showing up consistently yes. and watching all my patterns play out, mm-hmm. like my mm-hmm. podcast became my relationship. So oh. it was like this fearful avoidant dance of like, do a whole bunch and then none. Oh. And then like, oh, it's, it, it's the problem. Oh no. Like, oh, huge. so that was huge. Yeah. So how you do one thing is how you do yeah. everything. And it was playing out as well. So I was like, okay, I know I need to shift my, I don't align mm-hmm. with this educational system as it is now. And I, I don't know how to make an impact there yet. So I'm going to go and create something else where I know sure. I have impact now. And I did some, a lot of personal development mm-hmm. courses. Yes. I was studying to be a yoga meditation teacher. Mm-hmm. So a lot of regulation. Right. Learning to be in your body, in your feel body. safe in your body in non-sexual ways. Because mm-hmm. I'd use sex to go into fight, flight, or freeze response. Okay. And then go into parasympathetic rest and digest stage mm-hmm. post-orgasm. Okay. So that's how I learned to regulate. Okay. So I actually had to find non-sexual ways to regulate mm-hmm. that were sustainable, healthy, yeah. um, and like wildly beneficial for my health. So that was huge. And then it was about, okay what do I want in a relationship? And while I was with my ex-boyfriend, I'd written up this beautiful vision of who I was Mm -hmm. in all the areas Mm -hmm. of my life. Yes. And then who I saw myself in partnership with, how I saw my relationship. And I invited him into creating this with me and it, it, he just couldn't. And one day he finally got himself to a point of like, Hey, I think I know what I want. And I was like, great. And also what about us? And he was like, I've never even done this before. Yeah. I was like far out. And I'm, there I am being mad and passive aggressive, of course, healthy. So yeah, that vision never created together. Mm-hmm. But what that get, got so clear for me is I'm like, I'm trying to force someone I have good sex with yeah, or even that I love to the way I knew how to love then into this model of life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
what if I actually just know who I want to be, mm-hmm. who I want to be in relationship, and then let people apply? Yes, I love that. So it was literally, I, I still have it up that. with the wall in my room. And it's like, figure out who you are, who mm. in all areas of life, who do you want to be? And then figure out what that partnership's going to look like. And then invite people into that possibility with you. It's like another course I did used to call it enrollment. Like how do you enroll, enroll people in the possibility of what oh, you're I creating? And I think that's a really big thing. And something that I also went through was writing the list. Yeah. It was actually like, who am I? And what would make me a good partner? Yeah. And then once I realized and understood that there was power in that, that, oh, actually, like I have a lot to offer. And mm. so therefore I can, I am deserving of having a partner mm. that has a lot to offer as well. Yeah. So it's getting clear on my worthiness and what yes. I want, what I, and also who did I want to show up is, how did I want to show up in a relationship? And then you're yeah, creating a list of mm. the person I want to be in a relationship with and then what I would like the relationship to look like. And it was interesting because I let that, like everything, like same with my podcast, mm-hmm. same with my social media, I would iterate my bio yeah, whenever okay. I felt shifts or I, yeah. I thought, okay, I'm here, but I want the next step to be here. Mm-hmm. So I changed my bio to be who mm-hmm. I'm just on the edge of being. It was the same with that list. So I started after some time alone and that dick detox, which I'm patenting, 30 day dick detox, 40 day dick detox, was like re-examining how I was self-pleasuring, mm-hmm. re-examining what I wanted that guy to look like, how did I want to date. So I let myself get on dating apps and I would created what I thought was authentic to mm-hmm. me then. And I'd go on some dates and then I'd see a reflection from a person, sure. perceptions, projection, yes. as within, so without. And I'd go, whoa, okay. And I'd freeze my dating apps okay. and I'd go, what do I need to learn from that? Great. So one of them was, for example, inconsistent communication mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was like oh maybe my communication standards are too high like maybe I expect too much from a guy maybe I just need to change what feels safe for me maybe it's codependent and it sure. was like maybe or maybe I'm someone who likes regular communication yeah great and stop shaming myself for that yes. so I'd say like hey I'm the kind of person who likes like daily or every other day kind of communication what do you like yeah and I feel like oh that's too much for me I'd be like okay and I'd sit with it and be like well am I okay with that in the long term? My ex-husband was like, I don't do phone calls. So he'd travel for work and he would like never really want to talk. And he got better at it because he knew I needed it, Mm -hmm, but it was mm -hmm. like a forced thing. Yeah. I don't want to force someone to love me the way I want to be loved. So it was getting so clear on that. Mm -hmm. was even um, people wanting to get sexually intimate too fast. Mm -hmm. I was like, look, I I used to do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And for me, that just brings up my abandonment wound. I open up to you. I feel vulnerable. And Mm -hmm. then... I, I become clingy. So for sure. me, I need to see someone is of their word, they're consistent, they're trustworthy before I choose to open up sexually to them. And so f- people that I would feel or that would actually say, and I would see them kind of shaming that sure. or making me feel guilty for having personal boundaries, boundaries about what I wanted sexually. Yeah. I was like, oof, thanks, I'm good. Thank, yeah, exactly. Thank you for showing me. That is definitely where my... Where I'm going now is the level of communication will dictate the level of intimacy. There Sexual be, intimacy? Yes. Got it. There has to be regular and consistent communication before there's intimacy for me. In the past, I have been intimate with someone. Yeah. And assuming that because we both want to be intimate, that then the next day is going to play out the way I want it to play out. Which and so is, you're using the word intimacy to say sexual intimacy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so how I would like the next day to play out and it doesn't. So I met someone who we had an incredible date. Yeah. And I thought there was such a potential for all yeah. you more really dates. Like I saw like you future paced yourself to totally, saw possibility. Hardly. And then we were intimate and we'd had sex. And just the next day just didn't feel great and our communication wasn't great. And mm. definitely I would not put myself in that situation again. Mm. And I appreciate that I have a level of expectation which was never communicated. And that's where I think that's where the covert contracts come in. Whereas in my head, it's, oh, we're going to be intimate or we're going to have sex. Then, of course, you're going to text me the next day. Of course, right. you're going to be ring me because that's what I want and that's what I that's would what do. I do. Yeah. And that's not safe. Mm. It's not okay to assume that that's what the other person wants. Well, it's not love. Yeah. To me, that's like those covert contracts, essentially what they come down to is their covert manipulation, mm. their control. Yeah. We're just controlling them without words. Mm. So our energy and expectation is there and we're not even giving them the respect to vocalize it Yes. or to show them mm -hmm. what our mm -hmm. needs are. And then we get to project fear onto them Yes. and villainize them. Yeah, because they haven't treated us in the way that we want. However, yeah. they don't know <laughs> what's exactly going on. And so that's where I can see now the communication beforehand so well it was interesting because after mm. what I saw is you almost like you were like just I think it was after I can't remember if it was before you were like shouldn't I be able to yeah it was after shouldn't I be able yeah. to sleep with someone on the first yeah. date and I was like absolutely yes you 100% can and you need to know yourself so for me I chose I can made a commitment once I made a commitment I, I made a commitment to my sexual sovereignty mm -hmm. And for me, that was like, I'm not going to be sexually intimate with someone until I can see a potential of us being into, par into partnership. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I need to know, one, I've shared my STI status and asked theirs. Mm -hmm. I've sh shared with them how I managed um, pregnancy prevention and mm -hmm. how they want to go in on that with me. Mm -hmm. Like, what does that look like as a yeah. team? Sure. And that I see them showing up as their word mm -hmm. and being of integrity. Yes. And that they've expressed emotional depth and a clear vision for their future that mm -hmm. aligns to mine. Mm -hmm. because the next person I let inside of me may be the potential father of my children. Sure. And that was the choice that I made at the mm -hmm. development that mm -hmm. I've been at. And then I started seeing guys and on the second date being like, oh my gosh, he could totally, he'd be a great dad. He could totally be my potential partner. And then his dick's inside me. And I'm like, the next day, I'm like, who am I kidding? I just wanted to be touched. Like adorable, babe, adorable. So it was a balance of like, hey, I'm human and I mm -hmm. love being touched. Sure. So a large part of that was like, how do I touch my girlfriends non-sexually? Yes. How do I remember it's about kinesthetic? Yes. How do I pay for a massage when I'm Be single? Touched. How do I go into yes. a float tank so I feel the warmth of, mm -hmm. of touch in a new way? Sure. How do I do in my women's circle where we're, you know, touching each other's hair and doing yeah. massage circles so that I wasn't confusing my desire for touch, touch. with my desire for a sexual energy exchange. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so it was interesting with that one for you because I heard you shame yourself a little bit. But that was what came up when yeah. I had spoke to others. The, what they had said to me, though, was you had him until you slept with him. Yeah. And it was that shame that I was like, you know what? And it took me a little while to get there because I think we spoke and I spoke with a, uh, another friend as well. And I was like, this is where the whole game thing comes into it, which I just dislike. Mm. I don't believe that if he was the right person for me, that if I slept with him on the first night 
or on the 10th night that it would actually make right. a difference. And that's what we spoke about. So the element that I invited that question for mm. is like, should you mm. have slept with him on the first day? Sure. Is more, should you, is that good for yes. you? Is that you loving you? Yes. For me, it's not. Yes. I made that commitment because I know that power that I hold yeah. and how valuable I am and how I'm mm-hmm. an incredible, valuable mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm so worthy of whatever I desire. Yes. What I desire is a person to do life with, mm-hmm. an equal partner, yes. someone who I can surrender to, who will yes. care for me, who will let me care for them, who will be in their masculine and their feminine energy, who will let me be in mine, who will be a team, you Always know, that there. goes to the depths. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm not honoring me or him mm-hmm. by having sex with him on the first date mm-hmm. because it brings up attachment and abandonment mm-hmm. wounds for me. And so I started getting clear on if I want to just have a good time or have sex with someone, great, I can, you can do, do that. that. And if I want a partner and I think this is my person, have sex whenever. Yes. And for me, I just knew it wasn't the first date mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I don't know him. Mm-hmm. Well, what for me now, it's getting really clear beforehand so that if what, I wanting from this relationship or from this dating experience isn't what they want. Yeah. That we actually discuss that before we yeah. become intimate. You do. So then it seems so obvious it now. Seems doesn't it seems so obvious now. But also but to be in that place of being comfortable enough to say, yeah. hey, this is what I want and this is how I, you know, want to be so treated. So that's why I think that self-love yes. journey is so vital. Because yes. you actually need to trust yourself. Yes. Know your boundaries, yes. know who you are so that yes. when you they touch the edge of them, mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. like, no, no, that's far enough. Okay. So that you actually can ask for what you want. Because sure. if you don't know yourself mm-hmm. and you don't love yourself, you're not going to ask for what you want exactly. and what you need. I had that with one of the guys I dated and we dated and he made it very clear he wasn't in a position to commit. And I thought about it for a little bit and then afterwards I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. out. That's fine. Right? You know, and I showed up, I spoke to him about it. He said I was very intense. Which Great. Is probably the funniest thing I've heard for me to have been told that me yeah. expressing my emotions was intense. However, what was really interesting is that he then showed up again mm. and knowing I had expressed exactly what I wanted, he still couldn't provide that, but yet was still willing to see where we would go. And it was really interesting. And that, that was in my, I got to be in my power and hold my boundary, Great. which was amazing to walk away from that going, Yes. I know what I want. This isn't it. You know what I want and I've expressed it and we can't go any like. And how easy it that is it yeah. then to walk away? So much easier. And with love. With love. Yeah. So going back a little bit for me, it mm-hmm. was like, okay, so I'd started to date and I got really clear on who I was mm-hmm. going to be and how I wanted a relationship to mm-hmm. work, which I'd never really done. No. I hadn't done it with my husband. I hadn't done it with my boyfriend. And when I did it with my boyfriend, he had, didn't have his picture. And so then I was trying to force him into my picture and he still wasn't sure what his picture was. So sure. of course he felt resistance. Mm-hmm. And then I was doing unconscious coer- like coercive mm. things to make him want the life that I wanted. Yeah. And so when I was iterating dating, I would, like I said, close my dating profile again. And then I'd go back on and be like, okay, what am I not sharing in my profile? Mm-hmm. How do I attract the man that I desire? Sure. So I would change things and then I'd go again and whatever would happen out there, mm-hmm. I'd go, okay, what, how is that me? Go back into self every time, iterated over and over. And it was great because every time it was a mirror of where I was at mm-hmm. and I'd go, ah, okay, <laughs> what do I need to work on here? Like, what is it? So it would be things like I wanted, okay, so this one guy I was seeing, he wasn't taking care of his body. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, is that some, like, is that okay with me? 
And like, where am I not taking care of myself? Sure. Um, once, and a lot of times it would be interesting cause it would be like the step I'd just taken. So say mm-hmm. for example, as I became entrepreneurial, yes, I wanted that in a partner. So one mm-hmm. of the things I, that, that list of him, it grew Okay. because I was like, Whoa, I can't, this, this, this person I was dating was so addicted to their work and so stuck in the system and so like complaining and blaming about, uh, and I was like, so create something for yourself. And so then it was like, Whoa, I need to write someone who's created a life that gives them flexibility, oh, freedom, choice. I love that. And is like, they get that they're in mm-hmm. the creator of their own reality in their, mm-hmm. in their work environment. So every time I would grow that list and I'd close my dating accounts and I'd go back in and iterate. So one of the main ones was like the way I was showing up in my soft femme mm-hmm. and not my dark femme. Okay. So, cause I had still some shame remnant from being so sexually progressive mm-hmm. and like allowing myself to really explore. So then I went on and put like, as my business grew, I had these photo, this photo shoot done, yes. which I recommend for anyone on a self love journey. Oh, definitely to go get professional photos. Yes. yes. So then I was like, for what purpose would I not share these empowered images of me oh, on my dating so profile? Good. So I got to show the soft side of me and mm-hmm. the embossed, like the boss bitch side of me and the sensual side of me. And I put a picture that showed so many different parts of who I am, sure. all the dis- polarities and elements of who I am, the different archetypes. And I spoke really boldly more and more on my profile. And I was like, well, I was dating a guy who, um, was struggling with self-love and I was like, okay, well, where's that me? Like, oh, I'm not standing bold enough in my business. My dating profile Uh, still makes me look a little bit like I'm showing unintimidating photos. Okay. So I went in and iterated again and I was like, Hey, me and my boss bitch photos, me on a voice message. I record a podcast for what purpose would I not have my voice on my profile? And it was like, I'm seeking a man of integrity, someone Mm -hmm. who gives their word and stands in it. Someone who's iterating over and over, Mm -hmm. who makes mistakes and takes personal responsibility. Like I stood in the power of the man that I wanted and that's who I invited. And I said, if that's you message me. I love that you would go on this journey and allowed your ideas to grow. So you still, and this is what growth is about, isn't it? Like you, have an idea so who you wanted to be and what you wanted your relationship to look like and what you wanted your partner to look like and as you went out there and almost experimented and put yourself out there you got clearer and clearer and clearer on what you wanted right and that was the only way for you to get to Mm. where you are now is through experimenting and trying it and coming clearer on what you want imagine like for me that's everything yes because like as a mother Mm -hmm. who you thought you'd be with your first child to yeah. where you are now with three, three. Yeah. Are they the same? No. And imagine you had said to yourself, I can't have kids till I know how I'm going to show up as a mother of three. Yes. I'd have no idea. And you like you just it. start and you iterate. Mm-hmm. Your life mm-hmm. is a grand experiment and a giant playground. Yes. And you're allowed to change. And, and you're change allowed to around. evolve. And I think that's what's really beautiful. Yeah. Is having that. But I love the fact that you would continue to say, like, how is this serving me? Like, constantly coming back to yourself. Mm-hmm. And Which it was is huge. Oh, it was like it? a what do they call it? Humble pie over and oh. over. Just cause I wanted to be like, well, he's a narcissist or he's selfish <laughs> or like he's a problem or like he hasn't done this. And I was like, Oh, where's that? Yeah. Like, and I did that before the coaching mm-hmm. program that we both done. And a lot of that work to some extent yes. and way more powerfully when mm-hmm. I was given that language of perceptions, projection, and really like, it's always comes back to you. So yeah. it was even more intense. So it was, I was doing it well, and then after that program, I was doing it really well. Yes. Because every time I, I saw, like, the last guy I was seeing last year, he was lovely. Mm-hmm. And he had a house and a dog. Uh, 
and a grown-up job mm -hmm. and a yard. He had this like little domestic suburban life that I was like, oh, I'd never let myself want that with my husband. Okay. I never self let, let myself admit I kind of wanted... You wanted to, that. I wanted a home. I wanted to be a mother. Yes. I wanted a cat or a dog. I wanted to like cook for him Yeah. and have him come home and be grateful. And I wanted to co-collaborate mm. um, on our income and on a, our vision. And I wanted to a lot of the time be in that feminine expression of like the carer and the mother yes. and the nurturer. Like I, yes. I actually desire that. Yes. And I want to do that from a place of choice and empowerment. I mm -hmm. don't, you know, and someone who gets it's a choice and is grateful for it. So the, with this guy, I let myself play with that. But then I saw how insecure he was mm -hmm. and how limited in his sexual expression he was. Mm -hmm. And I called him out on it as like an invitation. I just was like, look, I can really see, I, I express what I feel about you. I compliment you and you really don't seem to acknowledge it or hear it. And he's like, I don't, oh, I wow. don't believe those things about myself. Oh, wow. Um, I feel like I just can't really absorb it. It just doesn't feel true. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we're a match. Oh, wow. And I was like, whoa, wow. I call this man out on self-love. And then he, and I was like, yeah, as soon as he said it, I was like, you're so right. Wow. Thank you for saying that. Wow. I think I was trying to force this because you're so many of the things I never let yeah. myself want. And now I, I know I want them that I was trying to make you, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there were so many things of him that I didn't respect mm -hmm. and I would have ended up trying to change him. Sure. So that was a beautiful mirror of like, whoa, what about the man that's in front of me now? Yes. Like how much in yes. dating are we projecting yes. what they could be in their potential mm -hmm. instead yeah. of loving the man that's in front of us exactly. now? And so what did you think, so to get the relationship that you're in now, oh. the dreamiest, lovely, well, authentic relationship, isn't it? Well, let me do one more. So I iterated yeah. one more time after that mm -hmm. and I got a man who was up to the personal development game. Okay. Yeah. He was bold in like he was developing what he was meditating Oh, he was so in his head. Mm -hmm. And I invited him to be more present, invited him to play. And it was a beautiful reflection of how I had been like hyper-focused on my business mm -hmm. and really in that doing masculine energy. And um, it was also like where I'd see these things in them that I had even, I'd shifted in myself. Sure. And it was like how I said I wanted this in this man. Am I willing to bypass that? Am I willing to settle? And it was how many times I saw myself settling from that little remnant piece of unworthiness uh. and going deeper and deeper into, hey, will you actually be okay with a whole life with this? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like, that's not loving him. That's sure. coercive. Yeah. That's like love exactly who's in front of you. So it was so great because I got bolder and bolder in my dating profile and I got bolder and bolder in saying no or standing for what I wanted. Like with these last few guys that I dated, when they said no or I said no, I was like, great. Yes. Rejection is redirection. Yes. So I actually freaking loved the no's. Yes. And like the dating, I was talking to a male friend of mine who was talking about narrowing and getting really bold with his dating profile. Mm -hmm. And he's like, but Veronica, I get so many less matches now. I'm oh, like, great. That's great, isn't it? How great is that? So did you find that as well? Did yes. your matches go down? Oh, like I'm a good looking woman. Yes. I could put photos that would get a lot of matches. Sure. Got my tits out there, you know, yes. and people pleasey kind of mm -hmm, stuff. Mm -hmm. And I did, I had way more matches when I started okay. to the point where in the end, like for a woman, we're very fortunate. <laughs> There's still a fair few coming through, but way less, okay. which was great because it saved me so much time. Dang. I didn't have to be like, no, no, no. The men that were coming, coming through were 
Oh, that's the other thing is how you do online dating. We could do a whole podcast about oh, that. Oh, yeah. If they're not sending me an actual connected message. Okay. I was like, I want a man who shows, he takes actions, that he knows what he wants. He expresses his desire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyone I was matching with, they messaged me. Yep, great. I, I was letting it come. Sure. They messaged like me and it was well. a message, a mm-hmm. voice message or a text message. It was personalized and it showed consideration that they'd examined Did my profile. They actually looked at your profile. Yeah. And even if it was minimal, great. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I would be open, receptive, respond, usually a voice message. Sure. To show my tone, my personality, my okay. playfulness. And I looked for consistent communication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was really great. And I just was like, this is what I want. So even in the dialogue with guys that I hadn't even dated, we were doing some voice messages or some calls beforehand. Guys who were canceling on the same day, like, can we reschedule? I was like, we could, but to be honest, I've lost a fair bit of interest because you seem like someone who doesn't know their own boundaries Mm -hmm, and you've mm -hmm. overcommitted. Sure. And you're not being your word. So I'm not really that excited to do a second date to be honest sure. and one guy had to bail and I was like okay well when you're ready to be your word reach out sure, you know that. and it, that took him about two or three months and he reached out and now I'm in a relationship so I was like hey I'm in a relationship but thank you for doing the growth work like good for you here's this event that I do if you want to come where we meet great people oh, who can help you do more growth work so yeah um what I committed to was fucking off the games sure and that's the biggest thing I think is that there is a lot of information out there. I don't know. You haven't looked into it. because I, I have. I, you years have? past. Yeah. So I did a bit of a Google search just to go over like rules and yeah. things around dating. I used to listen to a lot of that. And it's so interesting because listening to one of your stories, you were telling me about how um, I think it was a past guy that you dated and you'd left your shoes in his car and he wanted to yes. drop them off to you. Yes. And he was going to drop them off and you said, great, I'm not going to be home so you can just leave them on the balcony. Yeah. And he was like, oh, no, 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 I actually, I'd, I would want to wait until you're there. Yeah, I want to see you. Which is great. Mm. And it was interesting because if you'd read the rules, you know, that was this little bit of game playing. Well, that's what's so funny because I said to him. we weren't doing it from a point. I of, was like, so this is sound, yeah. seems like a classic girl move. But we'd gone for a hike and I wore thongs yes. and I brought shoes and I left the shoes in the backseat. So I'm like, seems like classic girl move. Like I wanted to see you again. Um, I actually just need my running shoes back. And yeah. I actually like, I was like, just drop them off. I don't, this isn't a coercive way to see you. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, well I have something that's yours. I'm going to use this to see you. So yes. it was exposing the game yes. more and more. And I'd said that a couple of times, the men that I dated, I was like, essentially like, hey, just be who you are. Yes. So I oscillated numerous times too with the dating platform that I was using you could put your social media on Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I would add that and then take it away add that and take it away because it played on this I'm too much story sure and eventually I was like Veronica you are a lot you're loud you're fast you're playful you use accents and voices and you do cartwheels and you make scenes in public for what purpose would you hide that yeah let that be seen because you're not going to be the thing for a lot of guys yeah and that one guy who I called out on self-love was like yeah like you're a lot like I like it and maybe it could be a bit too much like he never bumped into an issue and I found myself kind of toning down Mm. so it was so great because like you asked where I'm at now I essentially was seeing this guy right before a few dates and yeah he was very overthinker really like he was the guy with the shoes Mm -hmm. and I was just like he wasn't on social media at all and I was like Mm. I ideally want to show my relationship as that develops 
because that's a huge part of what I coach on is love, loving sure. self and loving others. So what I learn relationally, I'm going to want to share. And so it was another compromise I saw myself mm -hmm, pretending I would mm -hmm. be willing to make. Sure. And then I would probably coerce him into that. Yes. So I was like, no, what, what do you want, Veronica? I, but I remember you saying like, this is great. And if this doesn't work out, then, oh my God, what else is going to come? And I think coming from that place, yeah. right, of knowing that what is meant for you will always come to you, but it gets to be really, really good. So every time that's what it was like, because every time I was like, this is good. And then I'd be like, oh, but babe, you want fucking juicy and great. So I'd call it. And the next one would be like, oh, the things that the other guy didn't have, this guy has. And every time I was like, universe, thank you more, please. So I went all in, put my dating profile with my social media, LinkedIn, which is mm -hmm. all my coaching stuff. Sure. Really clear voice messages, loud pictures. This is what I'm looking. And this guy reached out to me, playful, personal message right away. Um, we exchanged some information and I was like, great. He was leading. We had some chat. I think we sent a few voice notes back and forth. Um, I always ask when I know I'm like interested in seeing someone to move to another portal. Like, okay. Um, yes. WhatsApp or something yes. like that. So yep. we can use voice notes or whatever. Um, he planned a date and I was so clear on what I wanted. And the other thing is I started showing up on my dates looking great. Like Maybe. no playing it down. Yes. And also... Like, what would I wear normally? How would they normally see me? And like the shining version of that. Because sometimes I would play it down to not be mm -hmm. too much. Like, mm -hmm. oh, should I wear a heel or whatever? It's like, what do you feel great in? Yes. And on a second date, like make sure they see me in something super cash, like a workout wear, kind of whatever way I wear, bumming around the house thing. But yeah, the first date, me and this man, who's now my boyfriend, like we just put it all on the table. Oh. We talked about, I said to him like, we put it all he talked about his ex-wife I talked about my ex-husband mm -hmm. and in a in the, in the way of this is what I've learned sure. this is what That's I would amazing. do different yes. we had some really vulnerable conversations about the relationships we had after mm -hmm. our marriages and the mistakes we made we talked about the pictures for our futures mm -hmm. and it came from a place of this is what I want not right. this is what I want with you yeah this is what I'm looking for or this for. is what I need you to give me yeah. it's like this is what I want what do you want yeah so curious this man cried on our first date like just oh, wow. a beautiful emotive experience like a, a moment of in, in like real raw emotion mm -hmm. and I was like because Veronica you see your emotions now yeah. and you share them of course yeah. you're gonna find someone that reflects that back to you amazing and right from the get-go I messaged him after our first date and was like I really enjoyed getting to know you mm -hmm. I really liked this this and this about you I'd love to see you again he messages back straight away he was like I'd love to see you again too when are you free it was like two days later Amazing. Let's do a thing. We saw each other five times in mm -hmm. the first week. Amazing. We had some big conversations and I had committed to myself. See, one of the, like when you talk about the rules, I, I think anything to do with like what time you meant to text somebody is the rules that we're going to throw out the window. Okay. We're, we're done with that. We literally, I said to him. these games anymore. We're literally going to show up as yes. ourselves. But, and I do think that the feminine and masculine energy is something to look into and to understand. Yes, to make sense of. And also attachment yes. um, styles. Those Do you are... find that still plays out now, your attachment yes. styles? So okay. one of the things that made me fall for this man was mm -hmm. that he brought up attachment styles on our first date or maybe okay. even before. And a lot of the men I was connecting with at that time were leading conversations like that. And okay. I was like, ooh, you know how to get ooh. a girl going? So yes, because this man and I both knew that we had 
sat in a fearful avoidant Mm -hmm. component of relationships, which meant we could be go between anxious and avoidant. Oh, okay. We were much more secure. And when in an unhealthy dynamic would oscillate between anxious and attached. So we would do push pull when they would come close, Mm -hmm. we would Mm -hmm. run away or when they would come run away, we would come close. So it was really great to be able to talk about that so we could identify, mm-hmm. well, well, then what triggers that response for you? Okay. How do I show up and make you feel safe? Oh. Like these are conversations we're having on first, second, third date. I'm, even before I think I was in a workshop about relationships and I was messaging him being like, do you, like, would you be curious about this question here? I think it was after. It was after our first. Anyway, it was so great. And he was up for all this dialogue. So that's incredible, isn't it? Well, that's it. Because I'm like, I want deep conversations. Yes. I want fast, playful banter. Mm-hmm. I want all of it. So why would I be anything less than me? I want to scare people away that aren't up for this. Exactly. It's, that's where that amazing saying comes in, which is, I would rather be rejected for what I am than love for what I'm not. Yeah. And I think that is just like the most beautiful saying. And it's the freedom to be rejected. And it's a freedom to show up authentically yeah. as yourself, knowing that the right person is going to love you fully and wholly yeah. when you show up. And you have to know who you are to show up as exactly. you. And you is ever evolving. Yes. So it's you right now. Yes. And that's the other thing is like this beautiful man and I, I said right from the beginning, hey, let's discard the games. Let's make mm-hmm. our own rules. And he was like, I love that. And, you know, we talked about some of the things I was looking for and, and he talked about the things he was looking for and. He's like, look, Veronica, I'm going to be honest. I'm a lot of those things you're seeking. And I see I'm not always. Okay. And I was like, yeah, because you're human. Yes. The fact that you even said that yeah. is of integrity and mm-hmm. shows mm-hmm. so much strength of character that makes me care for you even more and trust you even more because you are admitting your yeah. vulnerabilities and your, and your areas of opportunity. I'm like, you and I are going to grow endlessly. So I'm going to become more and more of the woman that you can love and respect. And you're going to become more and more of that man. I love that. And so as his insecurities came up on, you know, a few dates in, I was like, can we just be seen and loved now? Yeah. Because we're always going to grow. If you're waiting till you're the ideal partner, that's never. It's never going to be because it's always going to evolve, isn't it? Yeah. So be willing to show all of you. Like one of the other things for me is I, 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 um, I knew I wanted to be sexually intimate with him after mm-hmm. our third date. Mm-hmm. He, I wanted to show... I know what it's like to be a man in the world. It's scary mm-hmm. for a lot of men. They get blamed as a perpetrator. They're afraid to come into our space, that they'll be seen as creepy, that they'll... You know, like there's so much in the Me Too space. I, It's scary. It's scary to make sure that you're getting full consent and that okay. you're not, you know, making someone feel intimidated or creepy mm-hmm. or threatened. So one of the things that when it comes from masculine, feminine energetics thing, I do a lot of like gentle touch when mm-hmm. I'm attracted to someone. So they yes. feel the invitation. I wait, I lean back, I tilt my head to the side, those sorts of things that are natural. And sometimes mm-hmm. if I'm scared, they're not. So by the third date, I knew I wanted to feel his body. Like I wanted Mm -hmm. to know what it felt like to be in his energy. And he'd been very respectful and like we'd had a hug. And I was like, how do I let this man know that he's safe to invite me into his space? I want him to feel safe to, like I want him to be invited into mine. Mm -hmm. So he picked me up for a third date. We actually, like again, way too soon. So we decided to go, he was going to pick me up at four in the morning. Mm -hmm. We were going to drive to the beach and watch the sunrise, go for a swim. I was like, you might have to cuddle me. 
like, it'll be cold. It'll be in the middle yeah. of the night. And he's like, ah, you figured out my ploy. Like <sighs> we would just joke and talk about what we wanted. He picked me up for the date and I was like, you should kiss me. Oh. And he was like, oh yes. And like, just gave me kind of a little kiss there. And he was like, walked away. He's like, I'm so glad you just asked me to do that. Oh yeah. And I was like, yeah, I just wanted you to know you could touch me today. Oh yeah. So then we have this beautiful third date where we're at the beach and laying side by side. And he's like, can I put oh. sunscreen on you? He's just gently tickling my arm. We're just getting all kinesthetic and feeling safe together. Yeah. And I was like, great. Cause I could feel the energy moving mm-hmm. between us. Mm-hmm. And I knew that he had just been trying to honor me as a woman prior to that. And that How made me amazing. so attracted yes. to him too. And once I invited him in, he knew it was honoring me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He knew I was respecting myself prior. And it was beautiful. Yeah. And it was after this beautiful day at the beach mm-hmm. of touching each other, like very non-sexually, just very gently. And yet sexual energy started to move. Oh, energy. And then after I knew, I, was, I wanted to see him naked. Yes. <laughs> and I hadn't shared my STI status. So I have mm-hmm. genital herpes, which is something I share before I'm sexually intimate. And so we got home from the beach and I was like, I need to have a shower. And he's like, oh, okay. And I was like, do you want to have a shower with me? Oh. And he was like, yep. Yep. So I was like, okay, I'll go ahead and get yourself ready. And so I get him to go into the shower. So I had an experience of, again, feeling safe with his body, mm-hmm. the warmth of the body, loofing each other up, seeing his beautiful shape and form, knowing I was attracted to him, seeing how tenderly and softly he could be with my body yet still seeing his arousal and his mm-hmm. desire for me and knowing that he wasn't rushing that and that he was letting me set the pace there. And was this something also new for you yeah. to be in that space yeah. and to take the time, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. And my body felt so safe with him in the shower. He was clearly aroused and he was not instigating anything mm-hmm. beyond. And I'd said to him like before we got in the shower, I'm like, it won't be sexual. Like mm-hmm. I just inviting you to, I'd like to be naked with you. Yeah. Like, Great. And so we had that beautiful exchange. And then that night I messaged him and I was like, hey, I need to share something with you. Can I come around tomorrow? I went around. I shared my STI status. Mm -hmm. I shared how I would like to manage um, pregnancy prevention and how I want that to be a shared Mm -hmm. endeavor. Like, again, way too much for a lot of rules, right? Uh, This is a weekend. Totally. And he's like, totally, I get that. What's our plan? What do we want to do? I've had a partner with herpes. I get the risks. I'd like to take that risk. Mm -hmm. I'm like, great. I leave. And then we're like, can we see each other tonight? Oh, so good. So we have sex a weekend. Yeah. Fucking great. Such, so great. Because I'd spent the time to see that this man is his word. Mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. let him into my physical space. Yes. And see him let me lead the pace that felt safe for me. Amazing. To see his desire for me. Like, those masculine and feminine energies. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt safe and I could trust him. And I saw his commitment to himself. I saw how he was showing up in his business. Mm-hmm. I saw so many things that let me go. I respect this man. Oh, I love that. So, of course, I want him inside of me. Yes. And so you put the, this down to the fact that you have been able to go on this journey and really get to know yourself and then be really honest about what you want yeah. and be okay with walking away. Yeah. For when it wasn't okay and being rejected for what, you know, what mm. you want as well. well and being yeah. more bold about what you want. I think that's the key thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, gently, yes. like, it's bold and it's like an invitation. Mm-hmm. Right? It's same with my coaching. I'm like, I'm bold. I'm like, I know I can make a change in your life. Sure. And it took me a while to get that confidence. Sure. And it's an invitation. Yes. Like, I might not be the coach for you. Yes. That's, that's great. Okay. Not, you need to feel safe. You need to feel mm-hmm. like you trust me. You need mm-hmm. to know that we're committed to sure. You're committed to the work and I'm committed to the work. It's the same thing with coaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you boldly know who you are, stand in it, and let 
invite people to come and join you there. Sure. So when I date, it's an invitation. And if they're like, no, that's not what I want. I'm like, so great. What do you want in the world? Can I, how yeah, do I cheer exactly. you on? And that's why now I've got these men that I'm inviting to my Purposeful Connections event. Because I'm like, well, do you want awesome community? Yes. I know lots of other amazing women. Because you weren't that for me. And keep doing the work. Because you might be that for someone I love someone and know. Else. I love that. So yeah, that's a big part of it. And then like this man and I just continually being like, what's the picture we want for our life? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, let's be really honest. Because if it's not the same let's love each other and walk in a different direction. I'm so boldly myself. I am loud. I'm weird. I do accents sexually. I'm what I, how I want to be. Mm -hmm. Um, even like we both run businesses. So I said to him, look, if we're like, we're 36. Sure. I know like he, invited. Oh, that's another one. He invited me to meet his whole family a week and a half in. That's like crazy, right? And my family's here from the UK. So it's kind of just like, they, they may never mm -hmm. come back. Mm -hmm. So, if that's too soon, just let me know. And I was like, yeah, I mean, we said make our own rules, right? So you can do it. So let's do it. Like worst case scenario, we don't know each other. We're not dating in mm -hmm, a few months. Mm -hmm. They met a cool chick. So good. And his family was like, yeah, go for it. I also think it's really important when you think about your dating past. Like you've had to go through your experiences to yeah. get where you are now. I hope and other people don't have to do that much self-harm before they realize. No, but I think like, there is always a journey, I think, yeah, though. Always. I think when you come out of a long-term relationship, there is yeah. like healing that needs to happen and then there's a journey. And wherever you are on that journey, don't be ashamed of it. From wherever you are and learn to show up as yourself. Yeah, because in a, a few iterations of you from now, you're going to be looking at now going, oh my gosh, yes. I knew nothing. Yes. So when I finally got that, like I'm always going to look back at past mm. me and go, oh my gosh, she knew nothing yes. compared to what I know now. And love her knowing yeah. that she was doing the best she could at the time with the resources <laughs> that she has. Totally. And because of those experiences, it's got you to where you are now yeah. and to allow the journey to evolve. Yeah. And like you said, like make, you said no rules. I'm saying make your own rules. Like, yeah, I love that. When this man and I agreed to that and it's been so powerful because every time we're like, is this true? Song? Or like, whatever, we're making it. Does it feel right for you? Exactly. Does it feel right for me? Checking in with then it's other. not too soon. Because the other thing with the game, the, if you want to play the game or use the rules, at what point do you then show up as yourself? Day dot. You know what I mean? Like in your you're profile not showing on the first day. Yeah, when do you when do you like release is your there crazy. a point <laughs> exactly? Like is there a point that you trap them? Yeah. <laughs> that then you can show up. That's as 100% yourself. how I think I used to date. Like I was like cuz people would say like well don't show them you're crazy altogether. And then there's yes. that other perspective where others were like well if you don't take me at my worst then you won't you don't get me at my best. It's like well why are those the extremes? Yes. What if you just be who you are? Like I'm not going to show up on my first date on my period without makeup on, bloated, <laughs> you know, like crying, having just watched, I don't know what some crappy show that makes. Like, so that's the whole, take me at my worst, you don't get me on my best. Yeah. It's like, you know, speak to your vulnerabilities, mm -hmm, speak mm -hmm, to your, mm -hmm. like, your areas for allow opportunity. Allow yourself to be human, but also allow yourself to be the best version of yourself yeah. as well, right? And so that's what I love is like this relationship where less than two months in and we're already we know what our visions are and it's not like a this is my picture we're doing this together for sure, sure. it's a hey i what do you want what do i want mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and now we're able to go hey well i don't know maybe it was two weeks in we're laying in bed talking and i was like what do you see for your future and he's like well you would be doing this and i would be doing it. and i was like oh i would and he's like well i was like you see me in that picture he's like we'll be lying if i didn't 
consider say I considered it. Yeah. So why not try that on? Mm-hmm, see mm-hmm. what you see together. Mm-hmm. And if that picture changes, great. Yes. Why consider that too soon or too much? Like we're already like, well, how many kids would we like to have? Mm-hmm. What kind of dogs would we like to have? Because if that picture changes, we can say, hey, it's actually not what I want. And right now we're holding each other to our highest projection sure. and our relationship to the highest projection. Yeah. We actually have to believe in it. Yes. And we have to do the work every day to make it work. And we've let ourselves have a couple of, like I did that whole feminine energetics of shadow light femme of testing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he invited me into a growth opportunity and I saw it as like a test. I, I saw, it. no, I saw it as a daddy telling me what to do. And I uh, played the inner brat and being like, why would I'm not, you don't get to tell me what to do. And he was like, sure, you could look at it that way. Or you could look at it as an agreement that uh, you want to make. And if you don't, that's great. He's like, we've already agreed to be monogamous. Mm-hmm. This is another agreement that I'm saying I need from my partner. So if you're not willing to make that, I totally get it. It's a value for me. I've done a lot of intellectual work around it, a lot of emotional work. It's important and it's a non-negotiable for me. So if it's not you, let me know. Uh, and I was like, holy huge. shit. It's just an invitation. And that's like such a beautiful masculine thing to do is like, babe, here's the line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, do you want to be here or not? And I was like, and it was a beautiful image. What he invited me to do was something I'd already essentially committed to myself. I just hadn't gone all in. Okay. And he invited me to give my word to myself. Amazing. I was like, damn. That like, but the, this is the whole thing about when you show up authentically as yourself. Right. Is what the potential to be created is. <sighs> he's like mm-hmm. he's already like let's co-construct with our businesses, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's different in the past where I've had partners future pace from a fear, like a narcissistic Mm, is not the right word, but that's behaviorally. It's like, they are so scared. They just want to lock you in and like over fantasize. He's so real and raw with Mm -hmm. the possibilities and of like, this is what we could create. Sure. And it's just gentle and invitational Mm -hmm. to the point where now I'm it's yeah. Both of us keep standing in the belief of what we get to keep creating and, knowing that it's a choice. So what would be your advice to someone who is out there dating? Where, like, what do you think is the key points to you that you'd want to share with somebody? What do you want? Okay. Like really be honest with yourself. What do you want? Mm -hmm. Because what you want is going to come out in those covert contracts. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's going to come out coercively and manipulatively. I wrote a letter to my first husband of what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And from that, he proposed to me. Okay. And it was really powerful. And it was very much like, this is what I want. Do you want that too? Okay. And then we lost sight of it. And I stopped okay. standing for it. And I think we both bumped into fear. And it's so easy now because I know what I want. And I go in with that, that's what I want now and I want to iterate. Yeah, okay. So like, will you let me endlessly grow and I want to let you yeah, endlessly grow. evolve, isn't it? Yeah, and like get the things that you want in a partner, go and be them yourself. Mm-hmm. So for me, sure, I would kept calling part. my partners on vulnerability. I had to go deeper. I kept calling my partners on showing up as their word. Oh, I had to show had up to as my word. It. I had to be, I had to learn to trust myself again. If I said I was going to do something, I had to do it. And the other part was offering love and compassion. So I stopped criticizing myself and I stopped oh, just I being like, that. Oh, 
that was a mistake. Interesting. Great learning. What can we take from it? And I'll, babe, good for you. You messed up. That's been a big one for me lately is actually to be really kind to myself. Yeah. Instead of that negative to self-talk being destroying, it's like, okay, yeah. like I see you and that's okay. And you're doing it's, the best you can. Yeah. And, and like also, yep. and you can do better. So like yep. we'll get there. Yeah. The same way you would hope you'd be with your kids, right? It's oh, like, exactly right. oh, awesome. What did you learn from that? Sure. Okay, cool. How can I help you grow mm-hmm. and do it different mm-hmm. next time? I had a friend here the other day who made a little mistake and I kind of flagged it with her ahead of time being like, this is a potential for where that could go. She's like, I'm going to do it anyway. And I was like, okay, cool. As long as you're willing to like deal with the consequences of it. And she was like, yep. And then the next day it was, she was like, yeah. And I was like, you're being hard on yourself right now. Cause it went the way I kind of thought. And she was like, that was a learning opportunity. I'm like, absolutely. Right. Amazing. And like, how can I help you clean up the mess? Like, love it. And she was like, how do we clean it up? And that's, how do you be that in partnership too, mm. right? It's like, you're going to have fractures. How do you repair? I love that. So yeah, find someone who wants to endlessly iterate and grow with you. And you have to be that for yourself first. I think that's the greatest. I, I love that advice of knowing what you want, knowing what you want in the partner, yeah. knowing what you, you want your relationship to look like, and then going and being those things. Yeah. Like go and be that person that you want to be. And at endless levels. Like yes. Absolutely. And I think like understanding the feminine and masculine energy, I think understanding yeah. attachment styles yeah. is really great. So you can see yeah. when things are playing out. Yeah. I think love languages is really important as well. Like yes. how do you, what really means to be loved to you? Like, is that different to him? Mm. Like, do you show it differently or are you more of a touch mm. sort of thing? Like, I think that's really important that we know that. Yes. And the biggest piece is love. Mm-hmm. So like, what does it actually mean to love yourself? Yes. And what does it actually mean to love another? Because now in this relationship, I actually genuinely want him to give me only what he wants to give me. Oh, okay. I actually only want him to have the life that he wants, that he wants to share with me. So I get to stop controlling or coercing him into giving me anything because mm. I have so much solidity and security and love oh, for myself. Wow. I know I can get it for sure. myself and give it to myself. Sure. So everything's an invitation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from would you like to stay over at my house mm-hmm. to would you like to go out or would you like to meet my family? If he doesn't want it, I don't want him to give it to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we create everything as a win-win. So it's like, what is love so unconditionally? So is it opportunity for him to do something for you because it means a lot for you? If it's something that... Yeah, well, so that's the masculine, feminine, and energetics mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. right? Is to, I actually get to ask for what I want and need. Mm-hmm. So I think it was our second date. I was like, I'd really value if you planned something. He was like, great. I'll get back to you in six hours with some options. Oh, I love that. Whereas in the past, I would be so afraid I wouldn't ask, ask or I'd be afraid they wouldn't plan something good. So I'd take over and control it. Or you'd be seen too needy. Or yeah. So I was, like and that. he was like, great, oh. here's your three options. And I was like, I would like this one. And mm-hmm. if you'd prefer this one, I could actually, I, w- I would love for you to like be the boss and tell me. I love and that. he was like, I do want that. I've booked it. I'm picking you up at this time. and I was like I I affirm him a lot I'm Mm -hmm. like I love it when you lead I love it when you're decisive and he's like great because that's actually something I'm not great at so I'm working on it thank you for giving me an opportunity to be more assertive and decisive he's like I know I can be more passive sometimes so I love when someone just tells me what they want Mm -hmm. and so open communication being authentic it has to be an invitation it has to be commitment Mm -hmm. you have to hold intention without expectation yes and you have to be committed without being attached Mm Ooh, you can okay. feel it. Sure. You can feel it. So genuinely, if I feel it coming from fear, I'll wait. Mm-hmm. I'll process it. I'll deal with the fear and I'll come from a place of love. Okay. I love that. Because like, 
yeah, I, he, I definitely all say like, Hey, it would mean a lot to me if you do this or I have to let, I'm very capable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we joke around. I'm like, look, I have a tendency in the past of being hyper independent. Sure. So for me to want to let myself need you is the work. It's huge. Yes. So that's the other thing both of us share. Like, this is the area of opportunity for me. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to support me as I learn to do oh, that better? That. So for mine, it's like surrender, letting a man help me, letting myself need a man. I love that. Yeah. For me, so moving forward for when I'm back out there dating, mm. I do love the question of is there anyone that thinks, is there anyone out there that thinks that, that you might be in a relationship mm. with them? Actually worded that way. That's perfect. Because I have said it in a different way and got a different answer. Mm. So that was a really interesting one. And then having this open level of communication of what I'm wanting. Yeah. So that our level of communication can relate to the level of intimacy. Like I'm really clear on that now. And say that other thing that you said that was my favorite part. Is that the rejection bit? No. No. Sort of. But it's I'd rather be loved. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd rather be rejected for what I am than loved for what I am not. Totally. Because I was loved for what I'm not for so many yeah. years. And then you never feel fully seen and heard. Yeah. And then you're staring at the back of your husband's head feeling mm-hmm. more lonely than you've mm-hmm. ever felt because you were what he wanted instead of who you are. Yeah. Now that I am who I am, even if this relationship were to end, I would so lovingly kiss his forehead and send him on his way because I got to be all of me and he didn't want it. But also, I think you have such a belief of what you deserve yeah. and then what is actually possible. Yeah. And that's from going through your journey of going inward, getting to know yourself, and then putting that out there. Well, and I hold the belief in him now. Sure. I've done enough Mm -hmm. of asking the hard questions, watching him behave, Mm -hmm. seeing how he is with his family, seeing how he is with young people, seeing how he is at work. I've seen him in every context except a holiday. Yeah, amazing. As many as I can think of right now. Seen him. He's seen me in a... No, a little bit less because of my family being so far away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've already introduced each other to our family, like all those things too soon. Yes. Because we're just doing what feels right. And it's the I following without the push pull. It's just like, Oh, it's mm-hmm. easy. And that invitation of like, yeah, tell them what you want and be let go of the outcome mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because he feels it. Yes. Yeah. I think that's the main pieces there for me. Okay. And like, really be honest with what you want. Yeah, it's Because baby the girl, games. if you want babies, you yeah, gotta say exactly. that. Exactly. I say that on a first date. I'm like, I, I make sure that conversation comes mm-hmm, up. I'm like, do mm-hmm. you want to be a father? And I guess and that, I that's a big a thing for me is that I yeah. do not want to birth any more children. I have my three. Mm. So that's a really yeah. big one for me that. There is no, and I noticed that on the dating apps as well, some people yep. are interested in having more kids. Oh, and that's a big one for me on the I'm dating like, site. No. If any of those questions aren't answered, I'm like, no. If they're yes. like learning my dating goals, I'm like, bye. Because oh, yes, I yeah. know what mine are. Yes. If they're like unsure about kids, I'm like, no. Because yes. if you're 36 and you're still not sure, like, I know. I, know. I want someone who brings certain certainty. And so that's what's so easy because this man knows what he wants, knows what he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He's already stood in that with a few things with me of just being like, I can't meet you there and I'll be like great I have to look at if I can meet you there and then that way it's actually a conversation and you get yes. to decide am I actually going to choose this relationship or am I going to choose to walk away yeah because will it be if you have to do anything to be in the relationship mm-hmm, that makes mm-hmm. you compromise who you are mm-hmm. at your deepest core values mm-hmm. that's not the relationship no, for you exactly let it go baby yeah let it go let it go but yes so great. can we acknowledge it's 2023 
it's time to stop playing. <laughs> Let's throw out those little games that we're playing. We're going to show up. We're going to do the inner work and we're going to show up authentically mm. and honestly and boldly and lovingly mm. and be ourselves yeah. and be prepared. Be who you are from the first day. Amen. From before the first day. Yes. Makes it easier. It's so much faster. Yeah. I love the hats. Oh. So great. So yeah, be all of you right from the get-go. And I'm not talking about like, I'm in your face, independent woman. Nah, 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 nah. That's just like, that's pushing <laughs> things much. away, right? You don't go into a job interview and you're like, I need this much. I need this value ladder over time. And I need these mm -hmm. development opportunities. You go, here's what I desire. Yes. What are the potential opportunities here? Yeah. What do you want? Know your boundaries. Fuck off games. Yeah, no games. Right. Fuck them off. Fuck them off. Mm. I feel like... Thank you for being at the inquiry of this. I can't wait to... I'm so excited yeah. to watch your relationship journey evolve. I'm so excited for you to give yourself full permission to iterate, mm -hmm. to fuck it up, mm -hmm. to immediately forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited for you to have tough conversations with yeah. men. Perfect. Yes, thank you for being in that for yourself so that mm -hmm. you actually are creating mm. so many possibilities for yourself so other women can model what you're up to. Oh, it's exciting. Yeah, because yeah. I know the kind of man that you're going to bring in is mm -hmm. going to be so loving. He's going to joke with you when you do those old patterns and he's yes. going to be ready for you to rewire them yes. you're going to help him rewire his you guys are going to have these raw deep conversations he's going to make you and your body feel so safe with him he's going to want to meet you and honor your little girl that inner mm -hmm. child he's going to want to hold her when she feels unsafe yeah. he's going to want to be with you of all of all sides of you and be up for watching you grow endlessly and that is the reason for why i'm doing the things that I've done and gone on this journey because mm -hmm. that's what I want. Mm -hmm. I really want that depth of relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't want a surface level relationship. Yeah, we've done that. You know, like I want to feel all the depths of love. Yeah. Yay. It's so worth it. Exactly right. It's so worth it. So go feel the depths with yourself. Yay. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode. If it resonated with you, like it, share it with a friend or share it on your socials. And you can find me on my socials at Veronica Jane underscore on Instagram or at Veronica Jane on Facebook. I look forward to connecting with you further.